Welcome to Inside the Pages, presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, that is Pomona, California. This is Pastor Carl. Our Sunday praise and worship begins at 9 a.m., Monday Men Focus, 5 p.m., Tuesday Bible Study, 7 p.m., and on Saturdays, you'll find us on KKLA. That is 99.5 FM on your radio dial. Or you can stream the radio broadcast live through KKLA.com. That's 1130 p.m. on Saturdays. You know, we believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we are faithful. We are bold. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. My prayer is that you have had a blessed night. Maybe you are going into your evening or going into your night. And so we're going to pray and, 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 and that the blessings of the Lord be upon you. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, for your goodness and your grace. We thank you for your love and mercy. We thank you, Lord God, for your kindness, Lord, and how you have blessed us to with a reasonable portion of health. Lord God, we thank you for your kindness, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Lord, we're here today to honor you for who you are. We're here today to honor you, Lord God, for your love, your kindness that you have given to us. This is the day that you have made, and we can rejoice and be glad in it. And that's what we're going to do, Lord. We want you to know that we're, we're thankful. We want you to know, Lord God, that we are happy for who you are in our lives and what you have done. You revealed yourself unto us. Lord God, the light of salvation has illuminated us, Lord God, and so we stand to give you glory and honor. Lord, we pray and ask that you would bless those that are sick in their body. Lord God, touch those, Lord Jesus, that cannot uh, get out of bed right now because of sickness. Lord, remember, Lord God, the, those that are faithful Lord God, remember those that are seeking you for the Holy Ghost, that you would fill them with your spirit. Lord God, bless them, Lord God, to receive it. Lord Jesus, touch, Lord God, the ministers that are up to, uh, to declare your word. Give them the strength. Bless them to decrease that you may increase in Jesus' name. Lord God, we thank you right now, Lord, and ask that you remember the bereaved families, Lord God. Remember, Lord, the Roberts and Lord God, and the family members, Lord God, and as you have called your servant home, Lord Jesus, not just here, but those, Lord God, that are dealing with the same, that you know how to comfort their hearts, Lord. Lord Jesus, you know exactly what needs to be said and how to say it. Lord Jesus, touch those that are there to provide strength and, Lord God, to encourage me, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for your kindness, Lord God, and for enlarging our borders. Lord Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, for the opportunities that have presented, been presented, Lord Jesus, and we ask that you would help us, Lord God, as we uh, go in the path that you have laid out for us. Lord God, bless us with wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Lord, we'll be careful to give your name praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. At this time, we're going to have our opening scripture uh, read by Protean Deacon. And afterwards, we want to worship the Lord and the beauty of holiness. We want to give him glory and honor that is due unto his name. The Bible says, and those that believe continue daily with one accord in the temple. And breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such should as be saved. Lord, who shall abide in thy holy in thy tabernacle? Who shall dwell in thy holy hill? He that walketh uprightly and walketh righteousness, and worketh righteousness, and speaketh the truth in his heart. He that backbiteth not with his tongue, nor doeth evil to his neighbor, nor taketh up a reproach against his neighbor, in whose eyes a vile person is content, 
But he honoreth them that fear the Lord. He that sweareth to his own hurt and changeth not. He that putteth not out his money to usury, nor taketh reward against the innocent. He that doeth these things shall never be moved. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and the hearers of the word. Truly we thank and praise God again for this day and for what the Lord has done and what he is going to do. I hope you're walking with the same expectations that God is and will. Um, you know, the word of God tells us that uh, I would that you would prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. So there are two things that God has an expectation in uh, the word of God tell us that that he's looking for, and that is our prosperity and our health, and which embodies the things that we need as well as our spirit man. And so, you know, we're on a, a consecration throughout the month of April, and, uh, you know, uh, it has, you know, we're, we've been laughing about it. You know, and what we're doing is so um, it, it has some humor as far as the creativity and eating, you know, so if it have or doesn't have a vertebrate, you know, if it walks on all four, if it swim, if it flies, don't eat it. And so except on Saturday and Sunday, it's open so that we left that open so that you don't transgress, you know, being, so that you don't transgress the con consecration now um, but Monday Monday through Friday uh, for make sure that you are consecrating so you got to be creative in what you do so as we were talking you know someone was saying that they had pizza and so instead of having that pepperoni sausage they had cheese pizza you know you could have had a veggie pizza or anything and so you're gonna have to as I said be creative and, 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 you know, I don't, I, I'm, I want to make a statement here, but I, I'm, I'm kind of being reserved on it. But we're consecrating for souls. We're consecrating that, uh, that God, the, for the movement of God in our lives that is going to impact others. You know, the church is about the saving of souls. It's not a clubhouse. It's about saving of souls. It's the house of God. And it's a prayer place. And so when you pray, you want results. And so we're looking for results because as we're consecrating, we're praying also and asking God for his will to be done in our lives. We're asking of the Lord uh, to bless with his anointing. You know, we don't want the anointing of the enemy. Some people are anointed by the devil. Yes, some people are anointed by by fallen angels. Demons are fallen angels. The devil is a fallen angel. It is, he is not a uh, superior, and he's not equal with God. He's a fallen uh, celestial being. And so some people are anointed by the enemy, and they need deliverance. The Bible tells us that some things come through fasting and prayer. And so that's why it's important that we pray. Now, prior to our consecration, we have been fasting. And we will resume and continue to fast um, in the month of May and on throughout the year. But right now, we we're consecrating unto the Lord so that the Lord can show up. Not that he hasn't shown up, but we want him to have dominion. We want the divine will of God to be done in our lives, you know, and so uh, as a reminder, uh, traditionally, this is Palm Sunday, and so I, you know, and and so I'm not very much on certain traditions. I, I do understand what things mean and the symbol of them, and so um, we're still in the book of Revelation. We're not altering uh, to talk about Easter uh, or anything, because Easter came after uh, the lamb that had been slain before the foundation of the world. 
And so we're going to stick to talking about the lamb who have been slain from the foundation of the world. And so before we go into the word of God, we want to worship him. We want him to know how we feel about him. And, you know, it's important that you can't nobody express to God what he means to you except you. You're the only one. You can buy a Hallmark card, which used to be very popular. I don't know how they do that now. But, you know, it's nothing like someone telling you how they feel about you. There's nothing like that. And so we want to tell God how we feel about him and express our love for him. And so I was, as I was getting into the word of God, this came to mind, and, and some of you may know it, some of you may not, but I want to play this and let's let's get with this particular song as we learn it, because we're going to be learning it as well.
telling you, <laughs> God is my all and all. I hope that you feel that way about him this morning, that he is your all and all. You know, that, that song, I remember going up hearing that uh, by Reverend James Cleveland and, um, you know, and his choir. And I remember uh, as, as a young person, younger, I'm still young, a younger person, uh, that song being sung by the choir and at our church. But now certain things take on a new meaning as you mature. As you mature, it takes on a new meaning and you understand and you see things a little better than what you did then. God is my all and all. He is. Can you tell him that today? Can you reiterate that to him, not just in this moment, but through all throughout your day? You know, as much time that God has given you, Lord, you're my all in all. I'm all. Matter of fact, let them know that you're all in. I'm all in. You know, we we understand that in relationship, but we don't we don't want we not we don't have that that open relationship with God where one moment we 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 can be intimate with Him, and then the next moment we're intimate with someone else. Mm -hmm. This isn't an open relationship like that. Uh, but we are all in with God. We're all in. And, you know, everyone, I believe everyone can appreciate that when we put things and keep them in their proper perspective. God is my all in all. Well, I want to direct your attention this morning to the book of Revelation, the 19th chapter, beginning at the 11th verse. Certainly, again, we thank God for how the Lord has enlarged our borders and uh, that in this day and time, we're living in uh, an appointed time that we are um, moving. You know, you can catch us on iHeartRadio, Spotify, tune in. You know, we're out there. We're out there declaring the word of God. We're out there. We're out there and we're going to be out there even more uh, as we uh, I'm soliciting your prayers as we are and will be uh, in conversation regarding uh, tent meeting revivals and helping our communities, helping our neighborhoods uh, to go forth and to uh, be restored. Revival, You know, we ought to ask the Lord to let revival break out in us. You know, it starts at within us. You know, just like a matchbook, you want to light the fire, strike the first match. You be the match that's lit, and then you lay that match, you, upon someone else, and the whole book will ignite. And so we want to be the igniter. We want to be that device that the Lord used to start the fire with you know, set the whole world on fire, burning with the Holy Ghost. Revelation 19, beginning at the 11th verse, I don't have a lot of time this morning, not going to spend a lot of time this morning, but we want to certainly get the word of God out. We certainly want to be blessed by what the Lord has to say. And so it says, and I saw heaven open. And behold, a white horse, and he that sat upon him was called faithful and true. And in righteousness he doeth judge and make war. His eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. And he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. And out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, that with it he should smite the nations, and shall rule them with a, 
rod of iron, and he treaded the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. And he have on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. I want to uh, emphasize this thought. You need to get up close and personal with God. You need to get up close and personal with him. It's important that you get up close and personal. You know, it's something about getting up close and personal that you're able to to see the, the tiny details of things. You know, that, that small print. You know, you, you receive something, you, you, you look at it uh, from a distance, but then you get up close and like, wait a minute, I didn't, I see what that's saying now. It's, you saw this, the fine details of it. You, you're able to see the, the details of the print and, because you got up close and personal. Friends, uh, that, is, uh, that is a very intimate and personal relationship that I'm emphasizing here. It, 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 getting up close and personal with God uh, puts you in a place where it will make your enemy become uncomfortable. And you need that. Now, I, you know, this is different from being up close and personal. You know, sometimes you might you might feel a certain way because uh, let's say you're in the store and someone is in your space. You know, how, we have a certain space. We don't want nobody too close to us, you know. Uh, but in this instance, you know, and there are times that it may be um, some someone that you feel a certain way about. And you don't mind them getting up close and personal. They're, they're not in, invading your space. You want them in your space. But we want God in our space. In our natural, we want those that we're in relationship with in our space. In our spiritual, we should want to be up close and personal with God. To get up close and personal, it is a... Uh, it is uh, it is where secrets are shared. When we're up close and personal, it is where a language is developed. Up close and personal, there is body language. Up close and personal, there is a conduct. Up close and personal. There is a language that is developed through the look, through the eyes, through the tone. There's something that's developed when it's up close and personal. Now, the Lord tells tell Joel, his prophet, that I'm going to get up close and personal with some folks. Mm -hmm. God tells the prophet Joel this, that he didn't use those words. But he said, I'm going to get up close and I'm going to get personal. The Bible said, and it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. And your old man shall dream dreams. And your young men shall see visions. And also upon my servants and upon my handmaids in those days will I pour out my spirit. That's up close and personal. He told them that uh, when the disciples was with the Lord, uh, he breathed on them and said, receive ye the Holy Ghost. They didn't receive it in that instance. They didn't receive it at that moment. But the time came that they were told to go back to Jerusalem and wait for the promise. And out of the 500 that was given those instructions, as they as they tell me, it was about 500. 120 went to the upper room. Where the other 380 went, I don't know. Where the other 380 at today, um, I don't know. Where is the those that are supposed to be in the house of God? Where are those that are supposed to be in this upper room? right now 
but there was 120 that obeyed. And the Bible said that, uh, that they were all gathered together. And they were on one accord. And suddenly the room was filled. A sound came in and filled the room as a rushing mighty wind. And they were all that all that was there was given cloven tongues. And there appeared as if there was fire setting upon them. Our God is a mighty consuming fire. And they began to speak with other tongues as the spirit gave utterance. God got up close and personal with them. It became so up close and personal that a personal language was developed. A personal language, a personal language between them and God. The Bible tells us, I believe it's in Ephesians, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, the Bible said that, that, the, uh, that the spirit of God cries out, Abba, meaning Father. Something about up close and personal, you know, in the relationship that if my daughter, which she has done, you know, and we have this thing among the, the, my daughters and my, my sons that were uh, because of something that occurred, they will call me by my name from from time to time because they were uh, I was ignoring them one day. We were all in the car and I was ignoring them. And, and my daughter said, well, uh, don't you hear me calling your name? And I said, well, they were saying dad. And I said, that's not my name. And, and teasing them, and they, they begin to call me by my name. And, and so that is uh, something that, uh, intimate thing that we have. But, but when they saw something, or when something bothered them, they didn't call me by my name. They called out, Dad! Dad! And I knew that there was a problem, that I needed to run into the other room and kill that spider. Uh-huh. I knew it was an emergency. The light was not going to go off. No one was going to bed. Nothing was going to happen until dad killed that spider. God gave the a up close and personal experience. So he did the same with Cornelius. Uh, Peter was told to go to Cornelius' house and to minister to them. Uh, Peter, in his prejudice at that time, was resisting, and God said, look what I call clean, don't you call unclean. And Peter made his way on to the house where Cornelius had gathered together and, and called in his friends and called in his relatives and all those that would hear to be there when Peter arrived and they had church. They had church. We're putting out a call today to come to the house of God. And so that you can have church. Peter began to minister the word of God. And as he preached the word. Uh, the or, or taught the word. Or exhorted the word. He gave the word of God. And that's what I love about Cornerstone. Because the word of God goes out here. Not a personal opinion. But the word of God. The Holy Ghost fell on them and they began to speak in other tongues as the spirit of God gave utterance. And, and Peter said, well, they received the Holy Ghost. They got up close and personal with God through his word. I feel like shouting right now. They got up close and personal with God through his word. Mighty God. And, after, and then they went and was baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of sin. So they got up close and personal. God put them on and they put him on. Water baptism, you put him on. It is through the water baptism where the blood of Jesus is applied. Uh, ask the Apostle Paul, who also uh, got up close and personal with God. God made appearance to him on the road of Damascus. And it became a very up close and personal relationship. And after he had received, he was baptized also. Ananias would be, if he was here right now, he would say, amen. Bless your Lord God. Now, everyone is not going to get up close and personal. Some got up close and personal, and then they let it go. 
others won't receive it. Uh, but to them that believe, you want to get up close and personal. The Bible says, behold, a woman in the city, which was a sinner. When she knew that Jesus sat at meat in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster box of anointment and stood at his feet behind him weeping and began to wash his feet with her tears and did wipe them with the hairs of her head and kissed his feet and anointed them with the ointment. She got up close and personal with him. And some that was standing by uh, criticized her. And Jesus rebuked them. He reminded them that I, I've come into your house. I'm a guest here. And none of you uh, came to wash my feet. None of you took the time to get close and personal to me. But you stood afar. But now you're criticizing the very thing that someone else has done. It's because she got up close and personal. That all the sins, let me let me say that again in case you didn't hear me, all of her sins were forgiven. All of her sins. Do you have any sins today that need to be forgiven? Are you holding on to something? Have you given yourself permission? Are you living a presumptuous life? All of her sins were forgiven because she got up close and personal to the Lord. When you get up close and personal, it's something that happens. It's something that transforms within us. To my Bible uh, believing brethren, apostolic, Baptist, Catholic, Methodist, Kojic, non-denomination, which is a denomination, full gospel, I want to remind you of something today, and that is the name of Jesus is only here for a season. And so therefore, you need to get up close and personal with him. Matthews, the first chapter, beginning at the 19th verse, says, Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privately. But while he thought on those things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife. For that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. For he shall save his people from their sins. Joseph was espoused to Mary. They were going to be wedded. And uh, when he finds out that she is pregnant, this virgin, the Lord shall give us a sign. The virgin shall bring for the son, shall call his name Emmanuel. Miracle. When he finds out, he doesn't make a public display of her. He doesn't embarrass her. That took a lot. God knows that it did take something. Uh, and I'm not saying that he was getting ready to lose it. But God understood and knew. And so the angel of the Lord visited him and to let him know it's all right. And he received what God was saying. And later on, they got up close and personal during the time that they were engaged to be married. He did not get up close and personal with her. After Christ was born, then they became intimate. Bless your Lord God. That's a good conversation to have. You don't have to, you know, too many, too many are, are, are allowing people to put their hands in the cookie jar. Too many are, are allowing the cow and, and gentlemen will, will attest that, well, I've milked that cow enough and I don't think I want it. But you were under the impression that he was going to buy the cow. Hmm. Well, let's go on here. 
Galatians 4 says, but when the fullness of time has come, God sent forth his son made of a woman, made under the law to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. Now, Daniel was blessed with a glimpse of our season, the season that we're in right now. Daniel was blessed to see this. I don't know what measure of time he scoped out that he was able to view, but he was able to see the season. And it messed him up pretty bad. Yet there are some folks walking around messed up right now because the focus, they do see the season, but they don't know how to deal with the season. And, and, and so you won't learn how to deal with the season that we're in, except you get up close and personal with God. And you can't get up close and personal with him uh, without the word of God says, how can you hear without a preacher? And how can that preacher preach except they be sent of God? You, you'll find that in Romans 10, 14. Daniel was blessed with a glimpse of our season and it messed him up. No one that he spoke with could get with it. They couldn't understand what he was seeing. Now, Daniel 8 and 27 said, and I, Daniel, fainted. And with six certain days afterward, I rose up and did the king's business. And I was astonished at the vision, but no one understood it. No one understood it. Seventy weeks, chapter nine, verse 24, 70 weeks are determined. Now, we're in the book of Daniel on the uh, on Tuesdays for those that are following. Along. Seventy weeks were determined upon the people and upon thy holy city to finish the transgression and to make an end of sin. The whole purpose of Christ's coming was to make an end of sin, not to be the little baby that remains in the major every December 25th, but to put an end to sin. I don't recall in going ever going to a birthday party where they laid out all the pictures of when you was a, was an infant and to commemorate your you being an infant, but to celebrate your life. I have not gone to a home going service or funeral and they laid out all the baby pictures of what this individual was like when they were a baby, when they were born. But they celebrate the accomplishments of the life. Are you recognizing the, the, the purpose that Christ came into the world? And that was to put an end to sin and to make reconciliation for iniquity. And to bring in everlasting righteousness. And to seal up the vision and prophecy. And to anoint the most holy. John Daniel saw all of this. Those that was with him did not see it. But Daniel saw it. Those that was accompanying Daniel when he received visions at times quickened. They were afraid at what was occurring and they ran away leaving Daniel by himself. Daniel was up close and personal with God. He saw Ephesians 3, second, beginning in the second verse, where Paul says, If you have heard of the dispensation of grace, which is given me toward you, how that by revelation he made known unto me the mystery. He made known unto Daniel that something was going to occur. And now Paul is dealing with this. As I wrote before a few words, whereby when you read, you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ, which in other ages was not made known unto the sons of men, as it is now revealed unto his holy apostles and prophets. And we have more of the details. That the Gentiles should be fellow heirs. We've been grafted in and of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ. Peter and some of them struggled with the fact that the Gentiles uh, were being grafted in. That's why the Lord had to instruct him, showed him three times that what I call uh, clean, don't you call it unclean. 
They had to come to terms that that there are more than just them. That you're not it. You're not it. You're not it by yourself. Saints and friends, hear what I'm saying. You're not it. God has a people. And he is and we're to reach out to those people. It don't matter what they look like. It don't matter what they are coming from, what they were doing when you walked up on them. Let me just be let me just be a little uh, plain here. I've met people that just got out of the car from selling their body. They were not to be condemned because how many sold their bodies? And nobody even know about it at this moment. How many didn't sell their body? They just gave it up. But it was never exposed except between you and the person that you gave it up to. What about the shame that we have? We know the shame of sin. What make you think the individual or the individual that I had just met needed to be shamed? They didn't need that. They got they received what they needed. So that they can be grafted in. So that they can know God for themselves, so that they can get up closer and knowing that there is a path that you can get up close and personal with God, even though you had just been up close and personal with his enemy. The Gentiles should be fellow heirs and of the same body and partakers of the promise in Christ by the gospel. Whereof I was made a minister according to the gift of the grace of God given unto me by the effectual working of his power. We know seasons are established by God. Seasons, as you know, are a momentary, a temporary transit or transitory place to be. Many have come and uh, they go. Seasons. And so Genesis 8 and 22 says, while the earth remaineth uh, seed time and the harvest and cold and heat and summer and winter, we have our favorite seasons. We have some of us like winter, some of us like fall, some of us like summer. Seasons usher in change as well and seasons bring things to an end also. Daniel 2 and and 21 says, and he changed the times and the seasons. He removeth kings and set it up kings. He giveth wisdom unto the wise and knowledge to them that understand. Isaiah touched on it and said, the rain cometh and the snow from heaven and returneth not thither, but water the earth and maketh it bring forth and bud. That it may seed, give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goeth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please. And it shall prosper in the thing where to I send it. In the season, it's going to prosper. It's going to happen. Now, we didn't have, and, and I, I'm, I'm moving, I'm trying to move along quickly here, but each of us are, are pretty good at identifying seasons. Uh, not too bad at smelling the rain when it's when it's coming and feeling change as it occurs. Uh, they didn't have a, a Doppler 7000 or AccuWeather or WeatherBug application. Uh, with all the available phone, iPhone and Android apps that that we can forecast the weather and, and stock trade and, and and traffic, then you need to you need to understand that there's only one application. That can give you and foretell you what God has. There's only one application. And now you have to, just like you go and open up a manual and read a dummies book, or, or maybe you might read the, 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 the terrible manual that, that Microsoft puts online. You know, I, I don't know who's able to interpret the, but listen, it, it, we have to 
still strive through that stuff to get our jobs done. But understand something. There's only one application. And the Bible says uh, that a fool won't err in it. Uh, this application tells us what tomorrow holds. And that is the word of God. It is an application because it is something that we put into operation in our lives. We measure events by seasons. Now the apostles, they asked the Lord and he said unto them, it is not for you to know, Lord, are you going to establish your kingdom at this time? You know, uh, with the, and, and so the disciples were paying attention to the season. They were paying attention. Now, I've heard it preached so many times and people say, well, you know, the Lord just went by and ignored what they said and said, go back to Jerusalem and, and wait till you endure with power. But they asked a legitimate question. It doesn't, how God responded to it, how the Lord responded to it, uh, that's how he responded. But it was a legitimate question because they understood the season. Oh, my God. They just didn't know the season had been extended. They didn't know. They didn't know. But according to the reading of God's word, they knew that the Messiah, when he was cut off, would establish the kingdom. We just read it in Daniel. Mighty God. We just read it. We just read what Daniel saw and they were reading the books that they had, the scribes, the Pharisees, all of them had been reading what the word, oh, bless your Lord. So the question was legitimate when the disciples asked it. Later on, the apostle Peter uh, said the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering. Lord, why you didn't establish your kingdom? Because he's long-suffering. He's long-suffering to us. Not willing that any should perish. Uh, that's why the season, uh, the dispensation of grace has not come to a close yet. Because God is, is long-suffering that no one would perish. That souls would be saved. That all should come to repentance. It's a choice that you're going to make. Whether you come to repentance or not. Well, the revered, uh, the revered text, Revelation 19 brings us into an awareness. Now, Bible students, I need you to pay attention as the word of God uh, presents bits and pieces by different writers of the scripture. Isaiah 28 and 9 said, uh, Whom shall he teach knowledge? And whom shall he make to understand doctrine? Them that are winged from me and drawn to the uh, from the breast. Uh, there comes a time that you're going to have to, uh, that you're going to have to leave the meat alone. That you're going to have to leave the milk alone and grab some meat. There come a time, but by now you, you ought to have grown some teeth. You still shouldn't be walking around trying to gum stuff. And, and so he said, and I saw heaven open and a white horse. And he that sat on him was faithful and true. And in righteousness did he judge and make war. A true vision requires an opening. You need an opening and you need a way into that. It might be an opening, but you may not be able or have authority or permission to enter into it. John 3 and uh, 3 through 5 said, Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So there is a requirement for rebirth, and that is to, in order to see the, the kingdom of God. And he said, except a man be born of the water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. So it's impossible for you to enter into a place of God. You're not going to get up close and personal with him, except you be born again of the water and of the spirit. You cannot even enter into the kingdom of God. Uh, uh, we see that John was told that he had to come up, even though he said, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. Even though John was in the spirit on the Lord's day. And that church, you, you got to get this because you can't, uh, we get too comfortable with God. Uh, well, I, I'm saved. I, I, I've been baptized. I've committed my life to God. Well, so did John. But John said, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. And uh, this is the apostle John that, that was with Jesus. 
that was with him on the mountain of transfiguration, uh, that was that laying in his bosom, that said, we've handled the word, we've touched the word. He said, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. And even while he was in the spirit on the Lord, uh, in the spirit of God, uh, he was instructed that you got to come up. You got to come up. Moses, who was made a God among the people, was told to come up into the mountain. You're not going to see what God has unless you come up. Uh, he said, I was in the spirit and in, and in the, about the fourth chapter. And this ain't the only place. But he was told you got to come up. Church, you got to come up. If you're going to see what God has, you got to come up. To get up close and personal with God, you got to come up. Similar to the white horse uh, that we see going forth to conquer and conquer. The Bible said he is faithful. I, I thought about some things and, uh, you know, I was I was walking through the kitchen and I was thinking about some things and thinking about uh, what God is doing and thinking about uh, the, the expansion and how doors are presented. And I began to think about myself and, uh, you know, and I had to remind myself that God is faithful, that God, my inabilities have no bearing on God because in my weakness, his strength is made strong in your weakness. His strength is made strong. When you remain faithful to God, his strength strengthens you. Uh, when my flesh and my heart fail, God is the, the strength of my heart. That's what the psalmist said. Psalm 73 and 26. The songwriter penned the words of these songs that, that we was just singing this morning. That God is the joy and the strength of my life. He removes all pain and misery and strife. And not only that, but he promised to keep me. He promised never to leave me. And he's never fallen short of his word. Uh, when we compare ourselves and compare uh, God to others, then he'll always fail. But when we keep God as who he is, and that is sovereign, he'll never fail. Bless your Lord God. John said that his eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head was many crowns, and he had a name written, that no man knew but himself. John was close enough to look into his eyes. Are you close enough to see into the eyes of God? Uh, are you seeing what God sees? Are you seeing what you want to see? Uh, John made an observation that there were many crowns uh, upon him, that something had changed. Uh, ladies, uh, you, you like, uh, just like you like, just like you enjoy, when the highlights you went and got your hair done and, and you know, and, and some highlights was added and, and you want somebody to notice that and, and you, you enjoy that. Uh, those subtle changes uh, that he may have made. Maybe he's he's lost 10 or, or, or 15 pounds and, uh, you know, but did you notice that? Uh, did you say anything to him? Uh, you know, we need to those subtle changes. John saw some changes in the vision and he's making reference to it. I like when changes are noticed. You know, I was I had on a shirt and that I didn't think too much about. Uh, but uh, uh, LG, uh, LG said, "Pop," he said, "That shirt is hanging differently on you." That made me feel good. Uh, you know, it makes you feel good when someone is paying enough attention. That means that they've gotten a little closer to you, and, and so they're seeing something, a change about you. And so John sees some changes. That are occurring. Uh, John had not seen him with many crowns before, but he noticed the many crowns this time. Oh, bless your Lord God. What have you noticed about them, that that person in your life? What have you noticed about the Lord in your life? Are you up close and personal enough with him? He said he that overcometh the world, uh, is the one that is a recipient, uh, he overcame the world and he is a recipient of all the rewards promise to those that overcome. I heard first John, uh, John said that whosoever is born of God overcometh the world. And that is the victory that overcometh the world. Even our faith, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the son of God. It is our faith that causes us to get up close. It is our faith that makes us get personal with him. John goes on to say that he was clothed and he described his vesture dipped in blood and his name uh, called the, the word of God. 
and the armies which followed after him uh, were on white horses. I, I heard the prophet Jude say that the Lord, uh, that Enoch prophesied and said that the Lord is coming back with ten thousands of his saints. This is what John is seeing. He's seeing what the prophecy that, that Enoch had spoke. That the Lord is coming back with thousands, ten thousands of his saints. And they were following upon him, uh, following him with, with new garments, clothed in white linen. Uh, they were those that overcame. And so all those following uh, the word of God inherited Revelation 3 and 12. It says, that, and listen here, uh, uh, this is an assignment here. Revelation 3 and 12. He said, him that overcometh, will I make a pillar in the temple of God? Uh, he that overcometh. Will, will, shall not go out anymore. He that overcometh, I will write upon him the name of my God. He that overcometh, the name of the city of my God. He that overcometh, uh, I'm going to write upon him my new name. Because they got up close and personal with God. You got to get up close and personal with God in order to be a recipient of what God has. Those that are standoffish, those that feel that God is invading their space, they, they're giving God the elbow. Lord, you're too close to me. Uh, the word was too hot for me. Uh, everybody not saying the word is, is hot like fire. Shut up in my bone. Some folks is saying it's too hot in the kitchen. I've got to get out. Some folks is saying that you're invading my space. You're too close to me. Uh, bag up some. Back up off me. But I want to tell you, church, you're going to have to get up close and personal with God. Because this season, when it comes to an end, nobody is going to know his new name except those that are up close and personal enough that he's willing to tell it to them. No one is going to know your new name except those that are up close and personal with God and those that you tell it to. Oh, my God. I'm going to stop right there. I'm going to stop right there. We'll come back. But listen, you want to get up close and personal with God. You want to get up close and personal. Or are you going to miss out on inheriting the things that God has for you? You're going to miss out. We're not into a, we're not into, we're not, we're not set in a structure that this is the way, you know, church is supposed to go. You go to service and, you know, and it start at a certain time and, uh, and, you know, and, and we're going to follow these traditions. No, we're going to follow the word of God. We're going to follow what God is saying. We're going to follow what the word of God has given us. We're not going to assume anything. Because the word of God did tell us not to live presumptuously. Deliver us. Keep back that servant from presumptuous sin. We live presumptuously. We allow ourselves, we give ourselves liberty to do things that we should not be doing. But listen, John saw that he had a new name and no man knew that name except him. So how are you going to be able to call on someone whose name you don't know? You have to get up close and personal right now. Bless your Lord Jesus. Mighty God, Bible students, I want you to look at Revelation 3 and 12. Now, I, I, I like to caution you that as you read the word of God, anytime you're, you're researching the word of God, do not depend on the commentaries. Well, I'm, I'm depending on a blue letter. I'm depending on this comment. I'm depending on that. Some of these commentaries are based upon false doctrines. The word of God solidifies itself. The word of God will give you what it means, what he is saying. Now he points out, and I've only, I've only numbered them as five. I will make a pillar that he that overcometh, you're going to be made a pillar in the temple of God. There's significance there. You won't go out anymore. There's significance there. I will write upon him the name of my God. There is significance. The name of the city of my God. 
which is New Jerusalem, which has come down out of heaven of, from my God. And then the fifth one that I have listed is that I will write upon him my new name. And there's five things to sit down and think about. And those five things, I'm, I'm just going to tell you, I'm going to give you this hint, but you need scripture to, un, to, to understand what I'm saying. You need scripture in order to, uh, to teach it, to give it to someone else. Jesus said, I come in my father's name. I'm going to leave it right there. Listen, if you're listening for, <laughs> if you're looking for a church home, I want to invite you to come and grow in ministry with us here at Cornerstone. 524 East Pasadena Street, Pomona, California, and experience God, experience his love, experience the power of forgiveness. Join us again on, on Sundays at, at 9 a.m., Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Hmm, bless your Lord Jesus. Mondays at 5 p.m., and on Saturdays at 11.30 p.m., I know that's such a big time difference for some, depending on where you are. But, you know, the Lord has blessed us, and we're there are about five different podcast carriers, as well as the radio broadcast that is streamed through the uh, Internet. We're all about the soul. It's about the saving of your soul. That's what matters. At the end of the day, I want to hear him say, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. Enter ye into the joy of the Lord. That, that's what I'm looking for. I want to be saved. I, I don't want to be, you know, uh, titles. Or none, no, I want to be saved. That's the greatest title that you, you're saved. You know, in baseball, someone run into the base and they slide in and, and the umpire say, safe. That's what I'm looking for God to say. Safe. Safe. Is that what you want him to say for you? Safe. You made it in. See, he, he talks about those that are that are that will never go out again. That don't mean that we won't have assignments. That don't mean that there won't be something to be done when when this when this life as we know it is over. But there are those also on the outside that will never enter in as well. Now, I'm trying not to give you answers to stuff because you need to get into the word of God for yourself. But Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for your goodness. We thank you for your grace, Lord God, and this time that you have given us this opportunity. How you have blessed us, Lord, in this day. How you blessed us, Lord God, and I pray and ask that you would bless your people, Lord God, as they tune in to uh, Inside the Pages, Lord God, to be a part of the online ministry, Lord Jesus, those that are present under the sound of my voice, that you would bless them, Lord God, and all the souls that are on their way, Lord Jesus, we honor you, Lord God, for, for each, Lord, as you have added to the church daily, such as should be saved. Lord God, we thank you right now, Lord God. We pray and ask that you would bless your people, Lord God, in their respective places. Those that are faithful, ask that you would stir up the mind of the backslider, Lord God. Draw them back into your house of prayer. We thank you, Lord God. We're going to continue to give your name the praise, the glory, and honor in Jesus' name. Be blessed. Find a church of truth and power near you. Mighty God, bless your Lord Jesus and be faithful. Get up close. Get up close and personal with him. We'll be back on Tuesday at 7 p.m. We'll actually be back tomorrow at 5 in the discussion group. Now, that discussion group is something that you can comment in, comment on, give testimony, call in, you know, but join in with us. And again,